0: What a difference one week can make. What changes can come across in just a few days. One week. One week. Just last Sunday, things were so different. Just last Sunday, things seemed Uh, 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 exceptionally amazing. Just last Sunday, we were looking up one week ago. Just last Sunday, we had finally come out of the shadows and into the limelight. We had finally taken off the cover and made a statement. We were going to ride into town and ride into our future. Just last Sunday, things were so different. But so much can change in just one week. So much can shift with just the passing of a few nights. So much can happen in just one week. For a while, this moment was unimaginable, even though he had warned us, even though time and time and time again he tried to tell us about it, it didn't seem like it was ever going to happen. Just one week, just one week is all it took. To take all of our dreams, all of our wishes, all of our aspirations and reduce them to dirt. One week, just last Sunday, crowds had gathered. Just last Sunday, people had come together from all over and they were laying down their coats and breaking off palm branches and they were waving it at him as he was riding into town triumphantly. See, everyone thought this was the moment. Everyone thought that this is what the whole experience had been leading up to. That once and for all, we were going to be liberated Once and for all, those cowards that come and take our money and take our houses and take our freedom, we were finally going to get rid of them. He was going to be our Savior, our Liberator, the Chosen One. We called Him Messiah. For thousands of years, our parents and grandparents had been talking about the Chosen One, the Anointed One. For thousands of years they looked and looked and looked and finally we thought he was finally here. You can't blame us. After all, he did so many amazing things no one had ever done before. He talked like nobody had ever talked before. He made water turn into wine. He made sick people well. The blind could see amazing things were happening left and right. And when we asked him, and when we cornered him, and when we pressed him, he said, I am the son. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. And so we fell for it. Some of us were skeptical. For a while we followed Him from a distance. Some of us were right up to Him the very first day, on the first day. But but, but for others of us, it took a while to kind of get on board. And we fell for it. We thought that... That, that, that maybe, just maybe, despite the years and decades and centuries of suffering, our people had finally found a Savior. And we thought maybe He could be an answer for us, for me, for my life and my situations. He promised us much. He said things like, Come unto me if you're tired, if you're weary, learn from me. He said, uh, 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 I forgive your sins. He said, even if you do terrible things, even if you do uh, things that are, are, are deep, dark, crimson red, I can wash them and make them white as snow. Come to me and I will give you life. He said all these amazing things and we fell for it. We believed it. We started following him around. We started listening and paying attention to all these new plans and new schemes that he had come up with. All this kingdom talk. And in, and in my kingdom this and in my kingdom that. How, how we were supposed to be humble. How we were supposed to serve rather than to be served. How, how we were supposed to give and treat others as we want them. As we would have them treat us. And, 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 and we resisted. But then after looking into his eyes. After being touched by his hands, we fell for it. And just one week ago, he was riding in the town. And we thought, this is it. This is our moment. He's going to come in, kick those Romans out of here, get rid of Herod and Pilate and all these other fools, and he's going to finally establish us. And some of us finally... Took off the hats and the coats and the cloaks that we were hiding behind, and we finally stood next to him. And we said, This is our guy. This is our man. He has come. He's finally here, and I'm right next to him. There were a few of us who wanted to make sure that we would be second in command or third in command. We even asked, Jesus, when you firmly establish your political kingdom, can you make sure that I get secretary of state? Ambassador to a far off land like Galilee, Jesus, can you make sure that I have a, a, a significant place in what you are about to do? Because I'm with you, Jesus. I'm with you. And he looked at us, smiled on his face, and he said, you don't know what you're asking. Where I'm going, he don't want to go. I can still hear Peter's word. As he said, I'll go with you anywhere. I will follow you anywhere. You cannot tear me away from you. And he looked at him, took a deep breath, and shook his head. Just one week ago, we were all full of courage and strength and, and bravado. And in this past week, so many things happened. So many amazing stories that he told and he spoke about, so many things. He even, he even went into the temple and got rid of all those crooked priests and all the people that were wheeling and dealing. He cleared it out. It was awesome. You should have seen it. The look on his face. The veins as they popped out in his hands when he wielded that, that, that whip. This was a different kind of man. And we said, that's him. That's our guy. I'm going to stand with him, I'm going to stand next to him, behind him, this our man. But so much can change in just a few days. And then those special few, the inner circle, they tell us that he called them together for a very special and intimate meal. And that he even washed their feet. That he took off his coat. That he got down on his hands and knees. And and he cleaned the dirt from between their toes. And we thought no one's ever done that before. This man must be special. There must be something about him. There must be something different about him. He is the one. And just like that, everything changed. That night of family, that night of love, that night of peace turned into chaos. That night of brotherhood turned into hate and violence. And they grabbed him. And they dragged him. And they beat him. And they spit on him. And they ridiculed him. And we hid in the shadows. We had stepped out finally and said, this is our man. But suddenly, the light was just too much. We pulled back our coats, covered our faces, and we hid and we left him all by himself. So much can change in just one week. We thought he was everything we had been promised. But you know what they did? They took him in the middle of the night. Put him in chains like if, like if he was a, a thief or a, 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 a drug dealer. Someone horrible a murderer and and, and then they had this makeshift court where they interrogated, interrogated, interrogated and they brought people who would tell lies about him and he wouldn't defend himself and we thought why doesn't he just make a miracle why doesn't he stand up and say I am the son of God and blast all these people he didn't, you know why I don't as we peeked through the gates and listened in, all we could hear from him was silence. Nothing but whimpers when each whiplash would cut through his back. Nothing but heavy breath as they beat him. And then we thought we made a mistake. This can't be the guy. This can't be the one. We've been fooled. And then they grabbed him early in the morning and they dragged him to the, to the leaders, the civic leaders. He was sent from here and he was sent from there. And all the while we watched from a distance and we kept our eyes. We traveled through the shadows just to see and and secretly hope that somewhere, at some point, somebody would come and rescue him. That somehow we, the people, could finally gather together, raise our hearts, raise our minds, and say, let's stick up for him. He did nothing but good things for us. But you know what? None of us had the courage. We just hid. We were so bold just last Sunday. And now, Friday, we were shadows. And they dragged him. And this guy wanted nothing to do with him. And this guy wanted nothing to do with him. And they bounced him back like a ping pong ball. And finally, each would take a punishment. Each had them mocked, ridiculed, and, 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 and beaten. And then they just handed him over to those that had been crying out for his blood. And we were there. In the middle of the crowd, and we could hear the people as they would say, crucify him, crucify him. And the sound of it went through our bodies. And people would look at us and wonder, are you saying it or are you not saying it? And I have to admit, I didn't want to say it. By my mouth. It said crucified. I just didn't want to be identified with him. What if they took me next? What if after having their way with him, they said, now all of you guys who came into town with him, all of you men, women, and children who were claiming that he was the anointed one, what if they took aim at us? So we just blended in. So much can change in just one week. Even those of us that had been miraculously helped were now mouthing out the words, crucify him, crucify him. And then they took him. And they led him up to the place of the skull made him carry his own cross, and we followed, and we walked, and we watched as blood drop after blood drop led the way up to the hill. And then they put his hands down and his feet, and he nailed him. And we stood and we watched and did nothing. And this was the moment where our last little bit of hope hung in there. As they raised him up on this cross and put him in between two common thieves like if he was just some other guy. This was the last moment where we looked to the heavens and we said, God, please. Please do something. God, please intervene. Help us out. We've been waiting so long. We've believed in his promises. But look at him. He's naked and bleeding and alone. Do something. And you know what? Even he said, My God, my God, please. Why have you forsaken me? And that's when we knew we've made a mistake. Suddenly, we began to step back. Suddenly, all of this seemed like a bad dream. Suddenly, we started getting self-conscious as if other people could see through our, our, our clothes covers and see into our hearts and see which one of us had proclaimed to be his follower. Suddenly, we thought to ourselves, we've made a big mistake. And all the doubts kept creeping in. And all the anxieties and the uncertainties and all the memories of the things that we thought we had been forgiven for began to crowd our minds and our judgment. And he hung there. And he hung there. And he just kept hanging there. And we watched. One hour. And he hung there. Two hours. Still there. Three hours, four hours. The sun came up through the high noon and began to turn. And he hung there. And we watched. And we clung to hope. We clung to hope that somehow he could just get himself down from there. Take off that stupid crown with the touch of his hand but he just hung there he just looked so pitiful in the fourth hour he could barely raise his lungs up hanging there from a cross no one to help him the sun beating down on him blood in his eyes he couldn't even see and we just watched and then he said it's finished dropped his head and let out his last breath and he died he just died he just hung there on that cross like a corpse lifeless limp dead So much can change in just one week. Those of us that were daring enough came close as we were walking home. And we took a look. And the memory is engraved in my mind. His eyes halfway open. Head slung to the side ribcage still slowly dripping blood. And we just shook our heads. Now what? Now what? What do we do now? And we walked home. And the women followed. And the women followed him. As the soldiers came and they dragged them, they made sure he was dead. And then they took him down. And they dragged him down and they just carried his corpse back down to the city center and a man came and asked for his body. By now that he was limp and, and dead and lifeless, no one had any real interest in him. But a man came from out of town and he asked for his body. And he said, please, let me just, let me just at, least, at least pay some final respects and, and, and treat this body with some dignity. And they gave it to him. And he wrapped them up in linen and took him. To the garden where there was a, a grave, and the women followed. See see, women are different from us. They think ahead. And already, as all we could think of was, "What do we do now? What's going to happen to me?" the women were already preparing the funeral service. It was late Friday. Sun was about to set. There was nothing they could do now but think and plan. And they followed him. And as they put his body, his corpse, into the tomb, the women sat right outside and watched. And they talked amongst themselves. And they said, I'm going to bring this, you're going to bring that. We'll meet back here early Sunday morning. We're just going to do it right. Wrap up the body in spices and and oils and do what we would normally do for somebody we respect. But you could hear their doubt. You could hear some of them say, but why should we do that? He was just another person. Look, he ended up just like everyone else. And the women said, no, let's treat him with respect. And then they rolled that stone on top. And the guards came and they stood watch. And there he was in the grave. So much can change in just one week from having everything at your fingertips to now having all your dreams, wishes, and hopes in the grave. And while he was in the grave, all we had left was our questions. All we had left was our doubts and our insecurities and our frailties. All we had left was these running thoughts in our heads that say, If he wasn't who we thought he was, now what? But you know, every time we came to that, these words he uttered here and there would would somehow flash back. He said things like, I'm going to lay my life down willingly and it didn't make any sense and he said and if I lay my life I can take it up again and that made no sense and he said in three days they will destroy this temple but in three days I will raise it up and that did not make any sense for on this day he was in the grave and all I had and all you and I had was our doubts and our fears and the weight of it was just too much so we sat in our homes and in our hiding holes and waited and waited as he was in the grave. And you? Where were you? Where are you now? On this Seventh day, while his body's in the grave, where's your heart? Where's your courage? Where's your allegiance? Are you like us, full of doubts, full of fear? Are you like us, struggling for answers and have none? Because it seems like it all went to the grave. Why would he be buried why would he let himself be buried why would he let himself be killed Pilate said to him you know I can release you right now and and and, and he responded you've got no power over me other than what is given to you why would he let himself be buried think for a moment about the things that you are carrying. Think for a moment about the burdens and, and, and the sins and the challenges and problems that you are facing. That, 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 that in this moment seem uncertain. And that just maybe in this moment you've got to bring to the grave. From the cross of suffering and of shame to the grave of uncertainty and doubt. Think about the relationships that are challenging your life. I want you to do something for me. Last person on your aisle there and here in the middle and there in the corner. Reach under your seat. There's a small bag in there, two bags. One has rocks and one has markers. Would you please take one rock and pass the bag down and keep a marker? Keep one stone and one marker and pass it down the aisle. Pick anyone you like. This morning as we contemplate and as we think about the Savior, the Messiah, the promised anointed one being in the grave, I want you to take a stone and hold it in your hand. Take also a marker, pick anyone that you like. There are extras for those of you that are in the, um, the youth chapels, I mean the uh, children's chapels, so you can be a part of what we're doing together now. Please take a stone and a marker and hold it in your hand and feel the weight of it. Touch the smooth or jagged edges and then think for just a moment about the doubts and the fears and the concerns that you are burdened with. For in this moment, as we wait and as we wait while his body's in the grave, we wanna invite you to ride upon that stone the very thing that today Needs to be buried. It may be a sin. Don't put your name on it. It may be a challenge. It might be a relationship that you need to give up. Or one that you need to recapture. And the burden is weighing you down. And you have doubts. Doubts doubts that God and Jesus can do anything about it doubts that there is any answer any hope for you and it feels like everything is just gonna go to the grave I want you to write it on that stone as the music begins to play and as you hear the music and the sounds I want you to spend some moment in meditation and reflection and let your soul speak out about that burden and write it on there in a few moments once we've had a chance to reflect, I'm going to invite you to bring your stone and bury the cross with it. Bring your doubts and your fears and walk right up to and leave your stone there. And leave your burden there. And leave your doubt there. Please participate. Children are welcome to Participate, take a smooth stone, write on it, just one, and reflect upon the burden that you are carrying, that you are wondering and wrestling with, wondering if God can help you. Write on it, please. We'll give you a few moments while the music plays. Surely he died. Surely he took our infirmities and was buried for our transgressions. But just as sure as he bled and died and was buried, just as sure as he laid down his life, he took it up again. And by the power of God, busted through the walls of death, dirt, and desperation, and came back to life in resurrection he has overcome and everything that you buried and everything that you've laid down he has left behind and he has overcome